Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the show. Just to say that I've received a message from Michelle Elpert. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle said, I think Mark is amazing. I love listening to him and he's an inspiration. Please God, he will have a full recovery. I agree with you, Michelle, and please God, he will have a full recovery. So our next guest, John, welcome to the show. Lovely once again to have you on High FM and on the DL Link show. How are you? Um, wonderful. And thank you so much for having me. And I must say, I also enjoyed Mark's chat. So great to be on the same sort of platform with him sharing his great message. Yeah. And you know, Mark, um, looking at your book, John, and Mark talks about trauma and he talks about emotion. And it's so interesting because two very different stories, yours and Mark's. Um, and yet we always go back to the basics. And that is who we are in the world, where we've come from, the trauma, the history, the stories that we bring with us, the impact that it has on who we are today and the imprint on, you know, on the day and also how we're projecting that into our future. And this is so evident in your book there is so much of your personal story your personal struggle and so many beautiful insights so thank you for that John I mean really a very different book that you've written right well thank you so much I wanted to be vulnerable again I think uh, a couple of my books have been quite instructional and this book I wanted to make a vulnerable journey of my process going through what we're all going through and the sort of transformation that we're in at the moment is very difficult for many, many people. And the reason is, is that our brains don't like change. And we have almost created habits and ways of thinking in the world that we become addicted to. And we, unfortunately, uh, as humanity, have become addicted to complaining. And yeah. we often complain before we actually do any work to evolve. And we get caught up in the complaining and then we need a hit of complaining every day as often as possible because that's the addiction we have. So <laughs> I wanted to write the book to say, look, your complaining continuously doesn't help anybody, doesn't change anything, just puts you in a worse mood. What can you do to elevate yourself, heal your past is exactly like Mark said. And there's many modalities. I know the quantum one you're speaking of. I use some other ones. But how do you go about breaking the patterns that's kept you stuck to a world that thinks complaining about the world that's changing at such a pace, where can you engage with those? Why you need to engage with them? Because the world is changing at such a pace. And if you're not evolving, you're becoming irrelevant. There's no gray. And so if you're becoming irrelevant, yes, there's good reason to be angry, but why become irrelevant? Why not actually seek discomfort? Why not actually go for the healing? Why not actually break the sort of habits that we've created so we can evolve? That's the point mm. of the book. Yeah. Seek the discomfort to go there for the healing. Okay. So that's yes. uh, a lot of what um, Mark was saying as well. So let's, yes. let's talk about this. This brain doesn't want change, how we yes. are addicted to complaining, how yes. we could go on and on and on and on. And then COVID comes along and whether yes. we like it or not, we are pushed. We are kind of squeezed and it's not even enticed. We have no choice. We have to kind of go through that 
whatever it is, whatever the experience has been for every person. Um, yes. And you share that because you yourself, as you say, pre-COVID, life was amazing, you know, best-selling mm. author, traveling the world, speaking, you're energetic, you love connecting with people. And all of a sudden, mm. within a short period of time, you've left Dubai, you're staying mm. in Cape Town, then you move back in with mm. your parents mm. and it's a kind of downward which is, spiral. Which, which, is, which is a bit of a crux, right? Because... You know, I used to mock men in their 40s living yes. at home with their parents. And here I was changing my bed sheets with my mom and <laughs> laughing and crying at the same time and thinking, mom, like, what happened to my life? You know, I was living this expansive sort of jet setter lifestyle. Here I am forced back home and having to deal with a lot of the trauma that has come up. But before, I, I think that's an important part to think about because we all had our challenges. But I think most yeah. importantly is if we start to understand the theory of what keeps us stuck into the past. And that's the thing is that we are so, so protective of an identity that we've become used to. And there's a great line. It says, your personality creates your personal reality. And if you think about what your personality is, it's the way you think, mm -hmm. the way you act and the way you feel. And so if you wake up every morning and you think and you act and you feel in exactly the same way, your personal reality is becoming imprinted by your personality. And so what's starting to happen is that your personal reality starts dictating your personality eventually, because every time you get into traffic, this is how you react. Every time you see that colleague, this is how you react. Every time you see the dollar rand exchange change, this is how you react. And so we've created these habits. And so I think COVID-19, what it did, it put a pause and a break and a huge chasm in between our old selves and the person we need to start evolving into. And so psychological sort of psychologists became so, so busy and people really started to take the time to try and break some of these patterns. And so we must become clear about the patterns that we're carrying so we can actually break them because the future requires a new version of us. It doesn't mm -hmm. require a moaning, old, skilled person, person skilled in the old sort of skill sets. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, my, my, my journey is very similar to many others, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and as you say, I, I suppose when we distracted all the time, like you, as you said, best-selling author, speaking around the world, you don't have to face, you don't have to look at the patterns, the mm. personality creating the personal reality. Um, mm. So John, mm. you talk about sitting with a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, mm. loneliness mm. being really real for you. And mm. Mark spoke about trauma. He spoke about very real trauma. I mean, this is a man who was diagnosed at 18 with testicular cancer in 2008. Mm. He suffered a heart attack. So he's had that trauma. And he spoke about trauma being stored. And you talk about um, having gone on, I think it was to India and learning about kind of moving towards the pain, right? Not, not avoiding the pain. So let's, yes. let's go there. Let's go there, John. Perhaps you can just, for our audience, you know, we're talking about a patterning. We're talking about personality. Um, we've got mm. to really look at that in order to move forward. How, how does one go about, what, what, what steps should people be taking? Well, it's such a great question and really is the crux of the book and really the crux of all my talks at the moment because, you know, I work with organizations and governments and these organizations write new vision statements and mission statements and run new values and absolutely nothing changes in those organizations. And the reason for that is that the people inside those organizations haven't changed. Mm -hmm. So we have this idea that unlearning is the real skill for the future, but nobody really knows how to unlearn. So what I've done is inside the book is I've written a formula of how I've gone about unlearning my sort of patterning. 
And so there's a couple, there's a couple scenarios. The first thing we must realize is that we have between 60 and 70,000 uh, thoughts a day of which 90% are the same thoughts. We have a repetition of the same thoughts without even realizing we're having them. So the first thing we must become aware of is that we are actually in a loop. And then what we've got to do is you've got to start to work with a person who can help you, a healer, a meditation process, whatever the case may be, is to become conscious of the unconscious thoughts. Because it's these unconscious thoughts that we're having in a pattern loop that's creating our personality, that's creating our personal reality. Let me give you a couple of examples that I went through. One of them that I've just realized is I always think I'm in trouble. I don't know. And I tell this to a lot of people and they're like, geez, me too. It's like every time my phone rings or if I see a cop car or, for, or something happens, my heart skips a beat. And you always think, to me, what, what's wrong now? And you, and you know this, like somebody will pick up a phone and say, what's wrong? What's wrong? You're like, no, nothing's wrong. I'm just going to say hi. And yeah. it shows you where they're at because they think something's wrong that you're having to reach out. And then you think about the culture that we have in the Middle East and Jewish people, Arab people, Indian people, Italian woman, Greek woman, their mothering is done through a process of anxiousness, that everything is a trouble before we even solve any issue, a first trouble. And if I'm not stressing about my kids, I'm not being a good mother. And I know this, I'm Iranian. My mother's like this. And I know I've got lots of Jewish friends. Listen, you're on a Jewish, Jewish radio station. You've I know. Got everyone nodding. Know. Yes, of course. <laughs> but we don't even know we're doing this. Yeah. And somehow culturally we've created a scenario that that's the way you're a good mother. You must be stressing about your kids. But the truth is that's just a habit. That's just a story. And what happens when you stress for long periods of time? You're in danger mode. You're in survivor mode, which means your adrenaline's pumping, which means you're in a high beta brain state, which means you're looking for danger. Yeah. And this makes us sick. And this is what most probably Mark happened to Mark. And he said, like most cancers, and I, I think all cancers, not most cancers, all cancers come from a lack of coherence between the brain and the heart sort of energy systems. So the first thing we have to do is become conscious of the unconscious thoughts. That's the first step. The second step is when you become aware of them, can you rehearse new thoughts? So in other words, throughout the day, if I'm in the shower, if I'm going for a drive and the thoughts of a lack of safety or the fact that I'm in trouble pops up, I'm now aware of that thought, that patterning, that neuron that's firing and wiring inside my brain. And if I can now have a new anchor emotion to slowly start to replace it with. So in other words, if I ever think I'm in trouble, the first thing I say to myself is like, stop. That's not where I want to play anymore. Where I want to play is that I'm totally safe. I'm so safe. Everything's fine. There's no reason for me to think I'm in trouble. And immediately my body relaxes. And immediately my brain, the thoughts that had created that behavior, all of a sudden relaxes. And the more you do this, the less those neurons that used to fire together, wire together. And the new neurons start to wire together and fire together. So you can actually break the habit of being yourself to create a new version of yourself. This is Amazing. neuroscience that's coming out. Yeah. Amazing. A quick break, John. I love those two steps, and I'm sure there's another one. So let's take a quick break. We're gonna be we're gonna be with you in a second. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. 
And this is the DL Link Show. You're with Nikki Seberini. And uh, it's really lovely to have John Sanai on the show again today. He's a world-renowned keynote speaker, futurist, future strategist, lecturer, best-selling author. And he's just written his book, Who Do We Become? Step Boldly into Our Strange New World. And the book is divided into three sections. So part one is the anguish, where John explores how to courageously mourn the loss of our normal pre-COVID world. Then you've got the abnormal Part two shows us how to understand this new environment and recognize that uncertainty is the new normal. And then there's part three, adventure. So John provides a toolkit for us to forge out into the new world to succeed and recognize the signs of rebirth and renewal. Fantastic book. And uh, John, just before the break, was breaking down how do we break those patterns, this, this personality of ours that is creating a personal reality moment by moment, how do we do it? And John says, well, the first thing is to be conscious, to be aware of these subconscious thoughts that appear 90% of the time that are just looping over and over. And once you become aware, can you repattern them? Can you say something else that can change the physiology in your body and rewire um, the neurons so they fire differently? So John, was there anything else after step two? Well, I think the thing is, is expect resistance. Uh-huh. And the reason you have to expect resistance is that your body and all of our bodies have become our minds. In other words, our bodies are fantastic at making habits out of things. And once we've done something over and over and over, our body, our body intelligence now starts to make those decisions for us. And the minute you stop sort of making the same thought processes, your body is still addicted to those old processes. In other yeah. words, the best way to think about this is if you're on holiday and you're in the Maldives and it's day three of the Maldives and you're having a wonderful time, an amazing resort, and your body goes at about eight in the morning and says, hang on a second. Usually at this time, you are driving the kids to school and we're usually getting a shot of adrenaline and, and anxiousness. And I'm not getting it, but let's look for something in our area that can give us that shot of anxiousness again. Let's bring up a thought that can give us that shot. And so our body is actually looking for that addiction to that emotional patterning that has been created by the thought process that we've taken on. And so the reason I go so deep into the neuroscience is because we have to realize that there is no future. The only future that's out there is the way we respond to the now in the patterning that we have. This creates our future. And if you read my bio again, and you said it properly, is I'm a futures strategist. In other words, there are multiple futures for us to work towards. It's a plural future. Mm. And so what we do is we do scroll and watch CNN. and We worry that there's only one apocalyptic future that we're moving towards. And that's rubbish. That's absolute rubbish. That's what the, the sort of, the, 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 the addiction to, to anxiousness uh, gives us when we watch the news. It feeds yeah. our addiction. And so what we have to do is we have to start bringing new input into our brains. And so the process is become aware of the, uh, become conscious of the unconscious thoughts, build new emotions, anchor them in, then expect resistance because your body is still going to look for that as addiction. And then four, and most importantly, stop bringing in negative emotions into your space because realize the only reason you're doing that is because you're addicted to wanting that feeling of that emotion again. And that's the tough part that we have to realize is that nobody wants to tell that they're addicted to anything. And now all of a sudden you're saying to me, I'm addicted to my thought process, but then there is so much rubbish out there. There is so much trouble out there. I said, you know, for you, maybe not for me, I don't live in your world. I'm making lots of money. I'm traveling around the world and having a fantastic time, but you're having a terrible time because of your focus process. 
Oh, John, amazing. John, amazing. So powerful. Wow. So many great messages today. Listen, you've got to get your hands on this book. Who do we become? Um, step boldly into our strange new world with these great tools, the neuroscience, it's there. Yeah, and moment by moment, creating this, this new reality. I love that mm. futures strategies because there are so mm. many options, right? John, thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for once again gifting us with another book that's going to help us all. It's been lovely having you on the show. I'm sure that it's available at all good bookstores. Yes, it is. It's been sold out at the exclusive bookstores in Joburg. So please get Amazing. out there and uh, help them make it even more sell sold out. So thank you so much. Uh, good, good for you, John. Take care. Okay. God bless. And thank I look forward to chatting about uh, yeah, your you next too. book soon. Thank you so much. And thank okay. you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hugely inspirational, hugely informative. We give it to you all here on the DL Link Show. For me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, you take care of yourself. Goodbye.